The federal government has more real estate than it knows what to do with. That's an old story. But getting rid of excess property has not been easy. Now new help has arrived. It takes the form of a tiny new independent agency, the Public Buildings Reform Board. Now, you heard Chairwoman Angela Stiles discuss it with me earlier this week. Since then, the board held its first meeting to discuss ways to save those billions over the next few years. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman attended that meeting, and he joins me now in studio with more. And, Jory, let's start with the beginning here, and what is the board exactly supposed to be doing? The board's mission is to really identify federal properties that have a low utilization rate that they are not being used their full potential, but also have a high ticket value that if they were put on the market, they would really get some bang for their buck. And they're trying to really identify that sweet spot between those two criteria. They just stood up. They had their first meeting on Monday, and they they have a big task before them. This has been something that multiple administrations have tried to tackle, and they've had some you know mixed success there. But it's such a, a large problem just to get a sense of how big a problem. I looked at uh, the General Services Administration's latest data through their federal real property profile. And this is rental and owned real estate, but they have more than a billion square feet in the United States alone. That's not even counting DOD or missions overseas through the State Department. Got it. Sure. And I think the purview of this new board is also land that might be owned by the federal government, say, adjacent to a building but that will never be built on. Right. There's a lot of cases where... Or the government will never build on it. Right. There's a lot of cases where, you know, there might be a VA hospital, for example, but there's just lots of acreage around it that is not being put to use, but the VA still owns it, for example. Sure. And golf courses aren't quite in vogue these days on federal property. Who else is on the board besides Angela Stiles, who is the former federal procurement policy chief? Besides uh, Stiles, there's also Nick Rahal, who's a former congressman from West Virginia, You also have Mary Phillips, who has a background in the private industry with Freight Railroad. Uh, You also have David Winstead, who is himself a former public building service commissioner, who had heard from the current one in this board meeting, and Talmadge Hoker, who is a real estate expert from uh, from Kentucky. Interesting. Motley Bunch. Yeah, a a real, you know, diversity of perspectives and, and different experience here that they really have in some ways some perspective on on real estate issues. All right. So this, again, is an independent agency. I think it has a six-year shelf life or service life until it sunsets. Hopefully they'll get something done. The first meeting was the other day. What did they discuss? Well, more than anything else, they heard from a real panoply of different people from different backgrounds. They heard from two notable agencies, the Veterans Affairs, the, the Department of Veterans Affairs and the Department of Homeland Security. They are two really interesting use cases in this area, the VA, has a lot of old properties. Uh, we heard from an official that said that the average age of VA facilities is nearing 57 years old. So there's, of course, maintenance issues and, and rising costs there. That's a concern. Well, if the other concern, too, if it's a VA medical center or a hospital, hospitals only have a service life nowadays of about 50 years because medical technology is always changing. And at some point, a building is too old to retrofit anymore, and they have to tear it down and build new. Right, right. And so how you know how an old facility can handle those new technologies is, is certainly a challenge. And we had also heard from DHS, and they, they raised the, the, the example of the St. Elizabeth's headquarters in southeast D.C. It has been a longstanding concern for about a decade now, and they touched on some of the, the new points they're going to have in their master plan update. They That was due since the end of last year calendar year and 
the uh, Congress is still expecting that. And so they gave a couple of highlights there. Had also heard from Lori Rectanis with the Government Accountability Office. This has been an issue that has been on GAO's high-risk list for quite some time. Uh, Rectanis made the observation that this would be its Sweet 16 on that list. So it's been there for you know a decade and a half. The general problem of federal real estate. The general problem of, of federal real estate and the, the inability of, of getting rid of some of this underutilized property. Also heard from Danny Werfel, who is a former OMB official in a number of different capacities under the Obama and George W. Bush administration. Before he went to the IRS. Before he had a stint as acting IRS commissioner. And the current public building service commissioner, Dan Matthews. So had a lot of different perspectives here. And they really did come to the conclusion that this is something that is this is not the first iteration of, of tackling this problem. Sure, it's got to get off the dime. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And how do they say they would identify the properties that they feel are ripe for disposal? And then what happens? So they already have a little bit of a foundation here. Agencies under this uh, Federal Asset Sale and Transfer Act, or FASTA, it was signed by President Obama in 2016. And that mandated that agencies would submit to this board their five-year plans of what they would like to sell or dispose of. Uh, That can be a little bit of a challenge. Matthews pointed out that if it's in the agencies, if the agencies are submitting this plan for some of the properties they'd like to get rid of, Matthews observed that some of these agencies do what's called land banking, where they really want to hang on to this property. They're not using it right now, but in the next five years, ten years, they might want to redevelop it if new money comes in. But right now, they're not really doing anything with it. So, yeah, that's a common problem. Knowing what your long-term needs are, I mean, out somewhere out in the Midwest, there's a huge facility of the National Nuclear Security Administration that's brand new because they needed new facilities to do their job of maintaining the nuclear stockpile. And I think they need twice as much as they originally built. Luckily, there's the land to do that. There's the cost to build it. But there's an agency that needed to double its space a few years after moving into a giant brand new space. But often that's not the case and they just need to get rid of that excess. So does the board have a square footage or an acreage goal for the coming year? The real target is really more of a dollar value target than anything in terms of square footage. In the next six months, the board has to identify anything from 500 to $750 million in about five high high value properties that they can then sell through this expedited sale and disposal process. They, the board ultimately has to submit its recommendations to OMB for final approval. And how much are they? So 500 to $750 million the first year. They've got six years, so they want to get six, seven, five billion dollars worth of sales in that period of time? Right. Over the, the duration of this, this board, they're supposed to identify about $7 billion worth of properties. So this is a, a, a modest step forward, but it's a really important first step forward. And you mentioned that expedited disposal process. Did they discuss how that would actually work at all? Well, it would really kind of go through the the major stakeholders here, the board and then OMB. And GSA, of course, plays a major role in that as well. But GSA would execute the sale once all these other people approve. And they would say to GSA, get rid of this, and then GSA would sell it? That's ultimately the idea. And I guess we should ask you, Jory, are there any specific properties that came up that are good candidates? Well, Werfel gave some background of his experience with this. He said that OMB, during his tenure there, they had made up a list of high-value assets. 
Now, not everything on there would be for sale. There's some some big items like the Merchant Marine Academy in Long Island that obviously has a very important role. Not going to get rid of that. But he did identify one property in Northern California called Moffett Field. It used to be... Oh, it's right off Route 101. It used to be the place where they would fly patrol planes from the coast out of. There's a, a gigantic hangar there that I think is in a skeletal state right now. That's exactly right. It's a decommissioned Air Force base. NASA now owns it. The Correct. NASA Ames Research Center has that. And, you know, they're putting that to some use, but there's a, it's a big property. And it's about a 15-minute drive from downtown Palo Alto. So Silicon Valley is big, booming industry, and that's a lot of real estate you could sell for top dollar. And that hangar could make the world's biggest wedding facility. There you go. There's The, the possibilities are, are almost endless. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out his story and my interview with Angela Stiles, the chair of that board at federalnewsnetwork.com.